Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the oven-ready podcast that really is for the many and not the few. Joining me to demand better of celebrity journalism is Matt Withers, and I'd say it's high time we chose our own future. So Matt, how are you? I am tickety-boo, thank you very much. Chris Beckett, how are you? Yeah, yeah, pretty decent, thank you. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm living living a good life, maybe not my best life, not a royal life. Well, I think that is a good seek into the first story that we're going to look at today. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I, you know, spoiler alert, it's a bad story. <laughs> uh, this is on the Express website and is written by Sarah Gray. So it's, um, it's Sarah, but with an extra R. Let's see if she puts that to good use. Yeah, well, it's it's a royal R, because this is very much a story of the royal family, and it's headlined, Kate Middleton uses clever trick to avoid being photographed in public. What does she do? <laughs> I'm curious. I certainly am, and I, well, I've, I've read it. Um, so it begins, Kate Middleton, 37, is the Duchess of Cambridge, who is married to Prince William. Right. 37. Uh, so, as you can tell, this is this is written by an eight-year-old. Uh, it goes on, Although they live in the public eye, Kate has a clever trick which has stopped her from being photographed in public. Right, I'm going to take issue with that straight away. I know what she looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you presumably are au fait with how uh, the, the future consort of the king looks. Yeah, I'm getting the feeling that this is where search engine optimization kind of crosses over with talking to a, an elderly possibly senile relative <laughs> okay so we'll we'll have to take that at face value that kate has not been photographed in public uh it says what does she do goes on kate middleton and prince william are no strangers to being photographed <laughs> hang on so she completely <laughs> contradicts what she said in the previous sentence Whenever they step out to perform their royal duties, the Duke and Duchess are likely to get pictured many times. She's doubling down. (laughs) However, there is a clever trick Kate has used to cut back on how often she is photographed in public. Ooh, I'm looking forward to this. I know, I know. Since the Duchess entered into the royal family, which is curious, isn't it? Curious turn of phrase. (laughs) Kate has spent much of her time in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Although she will always look ready for pictures, Kate and William are reportedly not huge fans of getting their photograph taken. Fake it till you make it, HRH. <laughs> Speaking to Vanity Fair, a royal correspondent explained. Uh, the royal correspondent doesn't get the you know doesn't get, get be named. No, for, yes, you don't need to be insight. named. Uh, they said Kate and William in particular are known for purposely purposefully not looking at a fixed point when having Mm. their picture taken, making it hard for photographers to get good images of them. So you're saying they go kind of, for want of a better term, googly-eyed? Yeah, they go googly-eyed. They do a full (laughs) snuffleupagus. Full (laughs) snuffleupagus. Yes, and this is is the trick, um, but alas... This goes on. Right. Well, yeah, alas, this does go on. By doing For it. a bloody another 18 <laughs> paragraphs. Yeah, it really does. Right? 
By doing this, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are said to try to minimise how much media attention they get. They should really speak to the GC about this. <laughs> I mean, it's not working, is it? Because, I mean, they are in the media <laughs> quite quite a bit. Mm. You know, they might go a bit googly-eyed or, you know, give a, a thousand-yard stare. <laughs> Just, <laughs> come on, work with us, Kate. The royals have three children together. Prince George, six. Princess Charlotte, four. And Prince Louis, one. Good facts. With Prince George third in line to the throne, there is also a lot of interest surrounding the young royals. However, Kate has managed to keep unofficial pictures of her children to a minimum. Hmm, has she? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Duchess has kept their privacy as much as possible by using another clever hack. Ooh, we're going to write this one now. Yeah, yeah, get your pen pen ready. I'm poised. Although her children will appear in official photo calls, Kate is a keen photographer herself and takes the opportunity to release her own family pictures. Thereby doubling the amount of pictures in the public (laughs) domain. Absolutely. This is not stopping them from being photographed. The royal could choose to do this so she has control over what is seen and cut back on how much the royals are photographed out in public. She can decide when to do the googly eyes and when not to. Zoe Bonser, show director at The Baby Show. Yeah, name her. Yeah. The royal correspondent doesn't get named, but um, the show director of The Baby Show. I don't even know what The Baby Show is. <laughs> you must have heard of The Baby Show. It's at like Earl's Court. You can just go pay 20 quid, turn up, grab a baby. Is it? Is it like Muppet Baby? The goodie bag is epic. <laughs> uh, see, I was thinking of Muppet Babies as being oh, The Baby Show. Muppet Babies. Once again, we're showing our age. <laughs> yep, a little <laughs> reference for you millennials out there, the Muppet Babies. Uh, Zoe Bonds said, Usually, Kate takes pictures herself, giving her the freedom and power over what is used in public and the chance to use her artistic skills. God, it all works. Uh, and this goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, it does. So I'll leave that. But what's interesting is there's a, a second part of it, which is, a kind of like a panel in old school newspaper terms mm. uh, and it's headlined how did kate middleton become a royal <laughs> um and that is the question isn't it you know we, we all wondered how she's how she's inveigled her way into the family i'm, I'm looking i'm reading yeah and it goes on and on and on yeah. very lengthy so on to page three of this here uh, page four. Basically, you can leave all this out. Leave all the stuff about her family and the education out, and the fact that she got a she got two one in the history of art at St Andrews. Not bad, not bad. Uh, but the only important thing is, um, oh, she married Prince William. <laughs> she married a royal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the 29th of April 2011, they married at Westminster Abbey with a whopping 26 million watching the event live. Kate assumed the title Her Royal Highness the Duchess of Cambridge and also became the Duchess of Cambridge on, <laughs> on the day. So, uh, so there you go. And we're back. Brilliant. <laughs> I've missed us. Right, Matt. And I've got a story now from uh, Sarah, another Sarah, Sarah Aisha Kent from the Mirror Online. Sarah with one R. Uh, because not strictly royalty, this story, but a kind of showbiz royalty. And there is a royal connection, as you'll, you'll soon find out. Headline is, Peter Andre spends wholesome quality time with kids Princess and Junior. Yeah, I mean, a lot of thought got into those. There's your link. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? 
The former pop singer turned musical theatre star took time out from rehearsals to spend time with his two eldest children. Peter Andre proved he is a doting dad as he spent quality time with his children Princess 12 and Junior 14 on Thursday evening. The hitmaker, 46, did not turn to high-end electronics or flash the cash to entertain his two kids from his previous marriage to Casey Price, but played a wholesome game of catch the egg. Right, so high-end electronics... High-end electronics. It's a very odd uh, phrase, isn't it? It kind of sounds like when they go through the prize board on Mm. Bullseye, uh, it's like, spend your time with (laughs) high-end electronics with this selection of the latest LCD games. You could win a Game Boy. (laughs) Now, Bullseye was before Game Boy time. No, fair enough. Yeah, it would have been, so win a Sinclair ZX Spectrum. Yeah, okay. Um... Anyway, I mean, the issue here is this wholesome game... Wholesome of, game. ...of Catch the Egg. Catch the Egg. You ever played Catch the Egg? I've never played Catch the Egg. Um, I mean, I'm willing to speculate about what it entails. You obviously didn't have a very wholesome childhood. No, no. <laughs> mine was vile. <laughs> My parents denied me Catch the Egg. Wow. Sharing the game with his social media fans, Peter, who is currently rehearsing for his upcoming role in Thriller Live, uploaded a clip of him and Princess throwing the egg to one another before the flavour singer suffered from butterfingers and dropped the fragile egg on his kitchen floor. So, who uses the phrase butterfingers <laughs> in 2019? Uh, I would think probably Peter Andre. See, I would imagine that the young people, uh, the aforementioned millennials, will not be au fait with the term Butterfingers. Okay, boomer. Um, yeah, not quite boomer. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm a zenial, Chris, as I think we've addressed before on this podcast. All right. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable with the internet age. Got I just wanted to use the phrase. I've got a, I've got a podcast, but on the other hand, I remember having to give my mum free rings to let her know I was okay in a night out. Yeah, you never played catch the fucking egg though. No. Have you? Oh, oh. Making me tick the uh, tick that box for uh, Apple Podcast and yeah. say that it's adult material. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, if we knew any uh, young people, uh, we'd we'd ask them, but uh, we don't. Okay. Maybe you could uh, maybe you could tweet us in at barely underscore pod if you're a young person and you've ever used the phrase butterfingers. <laughs> yeah, maybe on maybe on the streets. Yeah. Within gang culture. Yeah, you know, have you, maybe you've been listening to a drill video on the YouTube um, where they rhyme um, on the street, he lingers with butterfingers. Maybe. I digress. Uh, yeah, you certainly do. Um, Junior appeared in a world of his own as he watched on from the sidelines whilst dancing and playing music out of his mobile phone. Out of his mobibular phone? <laughs> exactly. There's a good picture of him as well here. Pete captioned the footage, I got done hard, and what's with Junior? This egg-catching game sucks at official Junior underscore Andre. Hashtag egg-catch-challenge. Hashtag you lose, you clean up. Some strong hashtagging going on there. sure they're going to be followed by millions. The children's time with their father comes after the TV presenter revealed he has forbidden Junior from ever appearing on Love Island. Oh, Junior is currently in school and according to his dad, doing very well. He got a drama scholarship and Dad Peter wants him to stay focused. 
<laughs> this is There's a picture of the, the egg. Yeah. Um, there is a picture of the egg. It's it's broken. Yeah. It's um, you know, uh he once went out with Casey Price. You might be amazed to know. Um yeah, let's let's move on, I think. Well, I just wanted to have a quick look, if I may, at the comments on this story. Oh. Good uh, Sally forty five said uh, via Facebook, 50 minutes ago. There's people struggling ATM up and down the country because their homes are flooded. Probably they'll still be homeless by Christmas. Not to mention the murders, assaults, raped, cry- knife crime, shootings, yet someone actually classed the man spending time with his kids as news. Sally45, you better get involved in Barely Contained. I think they classed it as a wholesome activity, which, you know, compared to some of the things that she's been talking about. I mean, in these dark, dark days where people are assaulting and raping and knifing Mm. willy-nilly, I think we need a little bit of Butterfingers in our life. (laughs) It makes me wonder if that is actually a username that depicts her, uh, her age or choice of weapon. Chris, I regret to inform you that for the second podcast in a row, we must talk about BBC presenter Dan Walker. Oh, it's all right. He's a he's a cheeky chappy. I think last time it was something to do with an amazing Marmite hack that he discovered. Yeah, we'll struggle to top that. This week, we go back to the Express Online and the headline, Dan Walker, BBC host makes embarrassing admission after second wardrobe mishap in a week. Hmm. Dan Walker, who presents BBC Breakfast, has admitted he made an epic mistake over the weekend while packing for his football focus presenting gig. Looking forward to this. This is by Jessica Williams. Dan Walker, 43, has confessed to making an epic mistake ahead of his trip to present football focus over the weekend. He may have had other things on his mind, but it certainly wasn't packing precision. No. I've noted down a few things about that paragraph. Yeah. Epic, firstly. I mean, it's obviously, you know, since my day, it's been slightly devalued, you could, <laughs> you could say. I mean, maybe we'll find out that this uh, packing mistake is truly horrendous, but I'm not sure it, it deserves to be called epic. Also, just on a, you know, nitpicking side... He may have had other things on his mind, but it certainly wasn't packing precision. Mm. Grammatically, does that work in any way? Yeah, also it doesn't work because it's suggesting that while he was packing, he may have had other things on his mind, but it wasn't packing. Yeah, and it kind of jumps from several things to one thing. Well, not for the first time, as one of these stories looked like it was originally written in Japanese and put through Google Translate. <sighs> Come on, Jessica. The presenter has been hosting live for BBC Two from the FA Cup games while away from his BBC Breakfast hosting duties. Mm-hmm. But amidst his sports tweets, he also admitted he'd made a huge slip-up. Can I just say, you sound a little bit Welsh with the start of that sentence. But amidst his sports tweets... Well, I mean, I am a little bit Welsh. <laughs> You're a little bit Welsh, oh, but no. you sounded massively Welsh during that. I did well. I mean, I may have had other things on my mind, Chris. Linguistic precision. <laughs> Instead of packing his own underwear for the weekend away, he'd accidentally grabbed his nine-year-old son's. <laughs> <laughs> An 
epic fail. It's like the sacking of Troy. Tweeting to his 589,700 followers, he said, When you realise you brought your nine-year-old son's pants on an overnight stay instead of your own, I was just above the knee when I clocked it. Hashtag same pants, different day. Yeah. Meanwhile, his poor nine-year-old son is, is hashtagging like, you know, boxer shorts under my armpits. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> the admission came in between the Dad of Free's consistent football updates. Consistent. He's very, relentless. He, he is absolutely relentless with his football updates and seemed to go down a hit with unsuspecting fans. Yeah. Well, they couldn't have known this was happening. No. They couldn't have known it was going to happen. This is the last thing they expected. <laughs> it wasn't long before the comments started rolling in, teasing the TV star about his schoolboy error. One fan joked, Dan Commando Walker, it is then. Mm, joked, doing a lot of mm. lifting there. This wins Twitter today. Hashtag Dan's pants, another commented. Mm-hmm. A third fan offered some advice. Just turn your warm ones inside out. Next day, back to front. You're still good for a long weekend, Dan. Oh, I hate people who do that. Like, there's always this kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we all used to wee in the bath, didn't we? (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) Yeah, he's an absolute dirty bastard. Uh, Oh, you do brighten my mornings, a fourth gushed. One fan went a step further and referenced Dan's first wardrobe mishap this week. Recalling his, recalling his Tuesday morning golf shoe debut. <laughs> oh yes, um, I'm completely oblivious to this story. I don't, I don't think it made, uh, it didn't make, didn't make news night. No. <laughs> um, oh dear, a little embarrassing. How did your son's underwear end up in your wardrobe? Who does the laundry in the Walker household? Second clothing malfunction of the week. Wearing golf shoes on Tuesday, even in the dark. Couldn't you tell by the weight of them? Keep well. They mocked. <laughs> Stay lucky. <laughs> it's an embarrassing amount of Dan Walker knowledge on display there. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if, if you're taking that amount of uh, information in about uh, the sartorial uh, set twos of Dan Walker, the post is accompanied by a gif of a dog looking mortified, which aimed to imitate his own embarrassment. <laughs> I always think it's great when you have something like a gif, which is certainly just meant to convey a point without any explanation being overly explained. (laughs) What? What what could he possibly mean? (laughs) It provoked a lot of fans to leave numerous laughing emojis under the post as they called for the tweet to be a contender for tweet of the year. Steady on. (laughs) Once Dan had gotten over the initial shock, it's a bit American, isn't it? It was back to all things football related. But this is where it takes a bit of a (laughs) a handbrake turn in terms of uh, tone, Chris. Mm. But the sports enthusiast wasn't too busy to reflect on a guest who appeared on BBC Breakfast early this week. In a separate tweet, he shared a heartfelt post for Remembrance Sunday alongside a video clip of 94-year-old D-Day veteran Harry Billinge, who said he was lucky to still be here. The BBC host posted, We will never forget them. We will never forget men like Harry Billinge. Hashtag Remembrance Sunday. I mean, I have to, you know, echo and applaud Dan's comments there. But I just think they would have had perhaps a tad more gravitas if they hadn't appeared probably underneath a comment about him wearing his nine-year-old pants. Yeah, and also the very fact that we know he was tweeting his heartfelt thoughts about that generation, Chris, of men who 
gave their lives um, in order to protect the freedoms and democracy which we cherish so dearly today mm-hmm. while he was wearing a nine-year-old's pants. <laughs> that's true, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Finally, Chris, we often like to uh, end the podcast by looking at the life of uh, Rachel Riley, but it's her predecessor in the role as uh, Countdown board person. Yeah, who were borders. You're, you're focusing on here. Right, now this is a story from the Daily Star online by Alicia Grimshaw. Headline, Freddie Mercury's lost letters to Carol Vorderman during Countdown Heyday Exposed. I am genuinely intrigued. Yeah, I was, to be fair. And then you were And then it, pa- it passed. <laughs> <laughs> but Carol Vorderman revealed Countdown superfan Freddie Mercury used to write to her letters... Uh, starting with a conundrum there, I see Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, possibly the uh, the digital journalist. I don't want to uh, besmirch your uh, your writing. Uh, Carol Vorderman has opened up about the letters she received while presenting Countdown from Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. According to the singer's best friend, Peter Freestone, the Channel 4 game show was his guilty pleasure and he would regularly put pen to paper posting messages to the programme. Do you know what his favourite vowels were, Chris? Hey, oh. oh. No? Yeah, that was that was going to be the joke that I was going to do. Sorry. <laughs> but how do you spell it, though? <laughs> Freddie was an avid watcher of how Countdown, which hit screens in... <laughs> in hit screens in 2nd of November. <laughs> Absolute corpse in right. here. <laughs> right. Freddie was an avid watcher of Countdown. (laughs) You just have a sip of your beer, Chris, and and compose yourself. (laughs) Freddie was an avid watcher of Countdown, which hit screens on November 2nd, 1982, and was presented by Richard Whiteley, alongside Carol Vorderman, dishing out the vowels and consonants. Peter told Express Online that the singer would be at home alone and sitting in a mismatched tracksuit on the sofa watching Countdown. Lovely bit of colour there. <laughs> not, not a yellow uh, <laughs> military-style jacket. No. Live did. A t-shirt. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't doing the hoovering. He was very much concentrating on the TV. Despite him regularly tuning in, Freddie wasn't keen on the maths segment on the show. Peter added, He hated numbers. He wasn't a fan of that part. He always said... Darling, other people can worry about them. Yes. Brilliant. He just hated numbers. It begs the question, why was he writing to Carol Vorderman? His whole raison d'etre, countdown-wise, was the numbers game. She I was... mean, she did the letters, but, you know, Susie Dent was your, you know... Dent, Dent's there for words. Or, you know, write to Giles Brandreth. Yeah, Giles Brandon is there for cheeky anecdotes. And, he, you know, he would have replied, I'm sure. Well, actually, I think at the time, he, he was a Conservative whip in the uh, House of Commons, wasn't he? An MP for Chester. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't have replied. <laughs> Hashtag Brandreth knowledge. Wow, that is impressive. Since news of the Somebody to Love Hitmaker's admiration of the show, Carol took to social media and discussed the lost letters she received from the late singer. Yeah, Somebody to Love wouldn't have been my first choice of yeah, Queen song by which to reference them. But. It's nice to drip feed it in there. It's like the, the flavour reference in the Andre egg, egg-catching tale. 
recalling the fond memories to her 418,000 followers, she penned, In today's paper, a story about how the amazing Freddie Mercury used to love watching Richard and I on Countdown. I know he did. He used to write occasionally, which we loved. I'm so touched to be reminded of those days, she added. Maybe she'd have said, those were the days of our lives. If she was, you know, trying to make a joke of it. Carry on. All right. Um, A fan soon responded to the tweet and asked, Did you keep any of his letters, Carol? She replied, Sadly, they were in office files, and I don't know what happened. A long time ago now, SX. (laughs) And thereby ends the story. That was a little bit pissing on (laughs) the chips there, Carol. Oh, I'm exhausted. But glad to be back. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to be back. It's nice to see that nothing's changed in the uh, the little break that we had. Um, hey, if people wish to engage with us in the social sphere, hey, if they want to do that, then they should get on down to at barely underscore pod, or potentially look up our slightly out of date Facebook fan page. Yep. Uh, can they find us on Snapchat? They cannot. No, they cannot. No. <laughs> Afraid not. No. Or Instagram, no. no. We're not on that. We're no. not We're not on um, LO or Yo. We've not taken to Instagram. We're not selling our wares on Reddit or Etsy. Yeah, just find us, on, uh, find us on the old Twitter. Right. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, thanks for that. Until next time. Bye. Bye.